Pickaxe. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's Resonance 104.4 FM show. Uh, One Life Left, I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. We're joined by Soz Sawoski as well. Thank you for coming on the show, Soz. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, I must. I, there, was, there was one bit in that where I just said absolute gibberish, more gibberish than normal. Uh, so I must apologise. Um, I don't know if it's bad or good that I'm like, which bit was that? Like, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. I also lied to you. Um, Dexter hasn't played rounds. Oh, really? I was confused. I was confused. Well, I mean, um, it was. So I played it with my colleagues um, and it was the young people at the company who knew what was going on. Honestly, Simon, I have, well, I I feel increasingly old every day and often when I'm dealing with video games, but they were like, oh yeah, it's easy. You just install this thing. And I was like, what's that thing? And they're like, oh, it's just a mod manager. You just install that. And then you just got to put, and I was having to I was getting them to guide me through which button to hit now. And they were like, just this one, just this. No, you just hit new profile. No, you just, the top left, go to the top. No, the top left, there it is. Now hit play. No, don't press, oh, okay, we'll invite you again. Just bewildering. And then I, yeah, and then I was terrible at it. But thankfully I was playing with a trackpad, so I had an excuse. In the old days, hey, where well, you just had to push, just push play on your tape deck. Yeah, I'll, to play the game. I was like, I'll kick your ass at Pong in the Atari collection. Didn't even know what Pong was. Uh, so yes, overall, um, an, an, an average show as we've come to expect. Um, is, there we didn't cover, <laughs> is there anything we didn't cover? Anything we need to update anybody on? I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Um, what do we need to cover? Uh, I. Well, I've just done the One Life Left accounts. Okay, after all the chat last week about yeah. how much we're raking it in. Yeah, well, I saw. I saw the payments. Yeah. It's real money. In. It's there. Yeah. It's there in the account. It's come out. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the beer adverts. Yeah, thank you so much. So there we go. Capitalism, that's a good thing. Also means that we won't be getting arrested for being terrible at running a company. So that's okay, good. good. One news. Life Left looks set to be uh, you know, an ongoing thing and not from jail. Soz, uh, this bit of the show is not being broadcast on the airways and therefore is subject to different legal guidelines. Mm. Um, Can we comment on that... football now? Uh, it's still nil-nil. <laughs> 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 but don't be out your way. That would be a pretty poor commentary, wouldn't it? Uh, go with the rest of my efforts this show. Uh, anything that you'd like to say now, now you're free from those constraints? No. Can you tell <laughs> us a secret? <laughs> tell us a secret. A secret? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love secrets. Okay. No constraint. No constraints. So, okay, you can pee on a dog in MacPixel 3. Stop what? it. Is it encouraged? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, of course I not. Mean, the, the dog pees on you first, so it's, it's vengeance. Mm. It's oh, a vengeance. nice. Revenge pee. Okay. okay, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Is there going to be a MacPixel 4? Uh, probably not. Or Pixel maybe, 5. If I don't Pixel forget 5, to make yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll make it, Simon. Get back into the game. I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, okay. Well, it feels like we've, we've, we've covered almost everything. I think we have. Okay, apart from the apologies. Sorry again. But thanks for listening. Um, here's the show. <laughs>
Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? Very well, thank you. Um, exciting times. I just noticed that my PC wants to update. <laughs> that is exciting. It is exciting. Do you think we'll get through this? I don't know. Have you, have you, uh, you know, postponed the update or have you given it 60 minutes? <laughs> I'm going to give it 55. I've got places <laughs> to be. Places to be. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been another uh, busy, moderately stressful week, but it is good to see you and to hear yes, you again. Yes, you too. I'm having a few family stresses at the moment. Uh, so that's how it's nice to it's nice to step into the shed. Um, mm. Actually, sorry, I have to be clear. It's nothing to do with the family that lives in my house. <laughs> <laughs> what, your second family? My secret I thought, family. You I thought know. I was your second family. I well, thought that's what One Life Left was. Uh, we appear to be wearing a uniform this evening as well. We do. So we're we're coordinated. I'm wearing a uh, grey and grey and black striped jumper, and you too. Yeah, I don't know. I do, obviously, um, yeah, great minds think alike. You know, it's getting a little bit parky, isn't it? But uh, there we go. Mm. Have you been enjoying the football, Steve? Uh, I have been enjoying the football. Are you enjoying the football right now? It feels like I am enjoying the a confession. Right <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah, you. Just rotate the. Uh, Rotate the oh, camera so you can see. Lovely. How many seconds on the clock there? Oh, you're uh, watching it. You're watching it live. I'm watching it streamed. Yeah, I'm watching it. Two minutes. Uh, two minutes and twenty-two. Is it? You're going to be some spoilers. <laughs> Those guys, I'm only on one minute eight because uh, I'm watching it over the iPlayer. Of course, um, this will be going out on Resonance FM uh, on Monday evening. Uh, we record uh, in our various locations in London. On Sunday evening, so both Simon and I have Spain, Germany on in the background. And for those listening live, the, the score is... It's a nil-nil. Well, it doesn't matter now, doesn't it? Well, if you, the score currently is nil-nil. Who knows if it will stay that way? It's an exciting game, though, isn't it? What's your, what's your prediction, then, Steve? Me? Uh, yeah. My prediction is... Uh, uh, I, I think Germany are going to win 2-1. Because that that would blow the group wide open. That would mean that all teams in that group would be on three points going into the final game. Mm, it would. It would mean that. We'll see. What's your prediction? Sorry. I think Spain are going to win. Score? 1-0. Okay. Good. Well, that's interesting because you've gone for Spain and I've gone for Germany. And unfortunately, there's no way of breaking that tie-break, is there? Sadly not. Unless, unless we, have... we had a third person, unless we had a third vote, unless there was a guest. If you'd done your work this week, Simon, and found I did a do, guest. I did do some work. Uh, I responded to an email that you set up. Thank you very much. I've had a busy week. <laughs> uh, we're delighted to be joined this evening. We have a super special guest, Sosowski. Did I pronounce that approximately correct, Sos? Sosowski, yeah. Hi, thank you. Yeah. Hello, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Where whereabouts are you, Sos? I'm in Poland, so we had our match just yesterday. Uh and uh, how are your how are your thoughts on uh progressing through to the knockouts? We still have a chance, which doesn't happen often in the playoffs of the World Cup for Poland because we're not the top tier team. So everybody's excited because we still we get a chance to get out of the group even if our team loses the next match. Which That's is against dream, Argentina, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Going to be a tricky one, that. Well, congratulations. You're, you're currently top of the group. Yeah. Who knows where you'll end up? Mm. And your prediction, was... for, uh, your prediction for Spain-Germany? Because that's what one Oh, I think Germany is going to win. There we go. 2-1. Uh, sorry, what's the what score? 3-1. Uh, 3-1. Okay, good. Well, well, we'll keep the listeners updated throughout the first half of this game and then we'll both disappear to watch the full thing. Hey, I wonder if that is legal, what we're doing. Is this I, gambling? Um, well, so it's not gambling, no. But, um, I mean, as far as I know, Resonance FM... Uh, which is which was which won station of the year last mm-hmm. week. Congratulations mm-hmm. to everybody at Resonance. Congratulations. Um, you know, I was very pleased that uh, the judges didn't listen to One Life Left. <laughs> Richly um, deserved, and we apologise for bringing you down, <laughs> making it closer than it needed to be. 
Um, but uh, we don't. Uh, yeah, does is, are you allowed to commentate on the football if you don't have the rights to do so? We're not commentating. We're observing. We're observing okay. some numbers going up. That's it. Fair uh, and also, we're observing it in retrospect because, as I said, twenty-four hours later, it won't be spoilers, will it, for anyone except for the audience who are listening live? There are seven people right now listening to One Life Left in the in the chat room. You can join us on a Sunday night if you are part of our Discord. We'll talk about that more later in the show. Simon, um, we should, you know, caveat this for people who are listeners to One Life Left for the first time. We are a video game radio show. We do stray away from video games, as we have done for the opening seven minutes of the show, uh, somewhat regularly. And, oh, did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't, because you're in the future. Okay, watch in about 20 seconds' time. <laughs> how, uh, long does the news, how long does the news theme last? But we, we, will be, we, will, we will be talking about video games. We have video game news coming up shortly, video game reviews at the end of the show. We'll be talking to Soss about his work um, after the news. And we've got video game letters as well. It's going to be a packed show. We've also got one feature, and those who've been listening to us over the last five weeks will know what that feature is. Simon, are you ready for the news? I am. It's 7.07 on Monday night. I'm not Anne Scantleberry, but this is the news. The creator of the Callisto Protocol has sought to clarify the decision to include player death animations as part of the game's season pass. Yesterday, VGC reported that the season pass will include extra death animations for the protagonist Jacob and the enemies he faces. Following suggestions from some sites and social media users that this implied content from the main game was being held back for DLC, creator and director Glenn Schofield has taken to Twitter to refute this. To be clear, we're not holding anything back from the main game for the season pass, Schofield said. We haven't even started work on this content yet. It's all new stuff that we'll be working on in the new year. Fans have asked for even more deaths, so we're making it a priority <laughs> next year. The details of the season pass were recently added to the game's Steam page, listing everything it offers, as well as typical content that would be expected with the season pass, such as new story DLC, new areas, and a new mode. It also lists new death animations. The Contagion bundle included in the season pass adds a new mode as well as 13 new Jacob death animations. Meanwhile, the Riot bundle adds a previously undiscovered area, as well as 12 new enemy death animations. Uh, yes, I should point out that uh, all of my stories this evening are from the wonderful VideoGamesChronicle.com. Uh, uh, this story is written by Chris Scullion, uh, and that references the story that they broke the previous day before, where the extra content has not hasn't been cut. It hasn't been cut, mm. um, but you have to pay more to have some more deaths. So it strikes me there is a very fine line between stuff that has been cut from the game and stuff that has been held back and stuff that, yeah, oh no, well, we didn't know the game was going to be popular, and then we just brainstormed what you... What, it turns out you guys like more death, so we'd like more death animations. Um, that line seems to occur, you know, when you have to ship the game, and at some point you have to go, okay, what is the minimum thing we can ship? Okay, we don't have time for this stuff, which in some circumstances might be loads more death animations. And then, when you've got a game a hit on your hands and people are crying out for more, you go back to the stuff you didn't have time to put in. You're like, okay... What can we sell? And the answer here, apparently, is death. Who the, way, the are heck? There, Sorry, go on, Sos. Are there no death animations in the base game, or are these just, like, extra ones? Well, this is the thing. I, You know, who are these fans that, before a game has come out, have gone, ooh, do you know what? Um, we haven't quite seen enough death animations yet. <laughs> so can we have some more? I don't believe that anybody has actually said, hey... Hey, I'm a fan of this. I haven't got quite enough death animations for me. I'm, I'm prepared to put my hand into my pocket mm. and, uh, and uh, yeah, buy some more. It just seems like a really strange, a really strange thing to do. But there are a lot of games that kind of based on losing more than winning. If you think like Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider is not a game about like guiding Lara Croft through the tomb. It's about killing Lara Croft in the most gruesome way. It's like, I mean, there's this one part that you just keep feeding Lara Croft to the bear over and over again numerous times. 
And Do you? There are a lot of death animations. I mean, I, I suppose whole... it's maybe speaking more to your your hobbies than, <laughs> than the game designer's whole... intent. There, there's a whole episode of Spaced d- devoted to just this. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, which I thought was excellently observed. Yeah, it's just, I, I, yeah, what a, what what a strange thing to include in the DLC. How um, many more you know, did it say? Did it say how many more death animations? It did say so. There's um. Uh, 12 new enemy death animations. Okay. And do we know how many there were in the first place? Just the one. <laughs> because just one. Just, just uh, one. Falls over. Exactly. But it's, yeah. yeah. Well, in that case. And then the, for fans of death, also, this is a big deal. There is also DLC which uh, features, in a game that hasn't launched yet, mm-hmm. previously undiscovered area. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't all of it undiscovered at the moment? <laughs> well, not by the playtesters. I've seen it. All the, all, the, all the staff, all the, you know, the devs. I don't know, maybe someone on the team's holding something back. Sounds, sounds suspicious Sods. to me, Simon. Sods, yeah. what's, the most, what's the most you'd pay for some more death animations? Oh, I'd pay for that, definitely. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, uh, your own or enemy. Give, and it's interesting that they split the two mm, DLCs. Yeah. <laughs> Both. Would you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next news story. Four games developed by the studio, formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, will be shut down in January, it's been announced. The developer, which was renamed Studio Onoma last month, before the decision was then made to shut it down, stated on Twitter that the following four mobile games will be ending. They are Arena Battle Champions, Deus Ex Go, Hitman Sniper, Colon The Shadows, uh, and Space Invaders, Colon Hidden Heroes. According to the announcement, all four games will be removed from the iOS App Store and Google Play Store on December the 1st. Players who already own the games will be able to continue playing them until January the 4th, 2023, at which point they'll lose access. Uh, And here is the the content of the uh, tweets. Um, It lists the games. Uh, It then goes on to say, Effective immediately. In-game purchases are stopped. We encourage prior in-game purchases to be used before January the 4th as they will not be refunded. On behalf of the development team, we'd like to thank you for playing our games. <laughs> You're very welcome, Square Enix. I'm sure we, we, we'd like to thank us for our money for the things mm. that we bought. Um, extraordinary. It's just an extraordinary. I mean, surely whoever's running the social media account is on their way out as well, because that is the most sort of perfunctory. Yeah, mm. cheers. Bye. Uh, post. But what um, can you say? Like, what, 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 what? I mean, you could say sorry. Well, why is it happening? These games, um, as far as I'm aware, I mean, how so old only, are these games? Well, they are pretty um, old. Uh, I've played Hitman Sniper. Got mm-hmm. loads of death in it, sauce. You'd love it. Um, <laughs> um, Hitman Go. Uh, oh, sorry, that's not being shut down. Um, I have played a Deus Ex Go. Um, as far as I recall, it's got no online component. Yeah, so this is what's puzzling me. Like, will this game be gone on those dates? Or is yeah, it just you will not be able to play it. Even if you purchased it and downloaded it. Thanks for playing, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems like every few weeks on One Life Left, we have a story about... Oh, you know, something like this, uh, where players are about to lose access to something, something they've purchased, and in this specific, you know, it's it's more understandable when it's a online game where the community has failed and the server costs are, are draining a company which may not exist anymore. You know, there may be no way of supporting that, and then we complain that they haven't released the server code or or whatever else. But this feels uh, feels bizarre to me. Can you think of any reason for it, Simon? No. Um... Hmm. Well, uh, so the reasons that things tend to get removed, uh, mm-hmm. licenses expire, uh, but but generally in instances where that happens, um, they do remain in the player's library. That you're just not allowed to sell any new copies of it, mm. um, uh, and and that license can be for music as well. Uh, and typically, that will then get uh, when that is the case, it will be patched out of the main game. Uh, you know, neither ideal, but both much more satisfactory than just saying you can't play this anymore. These Perhaps are premium it's like games. Draconian, Draconian DRM that's in the game. Like, you know, some of the games have, like, money system is controlled by the server so that people don't cheat and, like, buy the in-game currency for real money. 
-hmm. and then they didn't suppose they will have to turn off the services so they just turning off the games because there's like they don't want to maintain the server that kind of serves this kind of content for the single player game which kind of sucks in the first place mm. yeah I, yeah but but even you know i mean often uh if you abandon a game then you can just say look we aren't supporting this anymore sort of use use on your uh on your own um you know, uh, use at your own risk. Sorry, Hitman Sniper the Shadows was free to play. Deus Ex Go wasn't. Space Invaders Hidden Heroes, I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> and that was free as well. Okay, but it, it presumably had it in apps and Arena Battle Champions. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Yeah, also. Well, I can't see the price on that. Still, you know, those free to play games will have had um, some in game currency, in game purchases. So. I, I'm right in thinking that Square Enix Montreal were bought, weren't they? By were they uh, one of the Embracer acquisitions? I believe they were, yes. And this has all happened in 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 sort of aftermath of that. And yes. I assume as per, uh, part of purchasing them, they got the rights to Deus Ex as well. Yes, so it couldn't and, be tiny. Embracer would have done. So they've yeah just given yeah. it to another one of their studios, haven't they? Um, they said, mm. uh, uh, announced earlier this month that Onoma would be closing down, affecting some 200 jobs with some employees offered roles at sister studio Idos Montreal. <sighs> well, good luck to everyone involved mm. in that. And yeah, uh, sorry to anyone losing access to Deus Ex Go as well. Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell is being adapted into a radio drama on BBC Radio 4. The broadcaster has announced the eight-part series, which will be broadcast on Fridays from December the 2nd at 2... 15 p.m. follows veteran fourth echelon agent Sam Fisher on a new mission, recruiting and training the next generation of spin cell operatives for the National Security Agency's Covert Action Division. The, the synopsis reads, when a lethal assassin from Fisher's past returns from the dead on a mission of murder, he's thrust into a race against time as a sinister threat to global security is revealed. Uh, Sam Fisher is played by Adonis Anthony, uh, who was in The Archers. Uh, the role of his daughter, Sarah, who teams up with her dad, is played by actor Daisy Head. Hmm. Uh, Poulter said in a statement... Who is Poulter? Have we read him? Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, he's an actor. Will Poulter, isn't it? Uh, Poulter said in a statement, I really hope fans of the Splinter Cell game enjoy this, as not only does it have all the action, tension and excitement that the game is famous for, but also has more elements... <laughs> a... <laughs> I love elements. Oh, like come on. <laughs> they could have charged more for more elements, couldn't they? They could. They could. And oh, he well. adds, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of comedy. The drama has expanded and horizons broadened by the characters and what they get up to. It is taking the best of Splinter Cell and building on that to make something really well-rounded. Okay. Uh, what is the best of Splinter Cell? Killing people. Of course. <laughs> you've really you've really lent into this, haven't you? Yeah, I've lent into this. I, uh, uh, the, last, the last one I played was uh, Blacklist, which I well, really when, enjoyed until it stopped working. When was the last one? Uh, it, was a, it was a good while ago. Yeah, quite. This is a very weird story. Like, uh, abs and, and given that um, these are licensed from the Tom Clancy universe, and yet they're choosing a game character. A game? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, uh, Tom Clancy, author, books, licensed into Ubi, games, make some games, then kind of don't make any games with that anymore. No one, I don't see a great sort of groundswell of opinion from the kids to get more Splinter Cell games out there. Um, and... And now the BBC licensing from Ubi, who presumably have to pay something to Clancy's estate as well, uh, like to cash in on something that may not be cashable in on. So, is, so, is so there, what's it? Go on, Sus. Is there a story to Splinter Cell games? I mean, like, I always think like FPS games are about shooting people, not about mm -hmm. story much. Is there well, much in the yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, you've got to sneak around. Well, how's sneak. that going to come across on audio then? When you've got the actor who's playing Sam Fisher hiding Speaking in the well, just Exactly. Yeah. He'll ask you to turn off all work. the lights. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's the, I, I guess, all the cynicism. And, well, it's not really cynicism. It's just, huh? What? Why? 
But aside from that, it's kind of cool that uh, the BBC are trying things like this. It was certainly unexpected, and and it's just a bit of a weird property. Uh, like, also, you'd almost expect them to. Surely they should be licensing something a bit more British, shouldn't they? That's a very Grand good point. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Well, well, they, um, the BBC have just done a, a multi-part documentary on the history of Grand Theft Auto. Mm. There was that narrated by Bugsy Malone. Huh. <laughs> um, but you see, yeah, there's plenty of classic British IP that you could uh, license in for a Radio Four document. Could do Perfect Dark. Surely. Is Joanna Dark British? Isn't well, that French? Whatever. Is she? I don't know. Well, are we, you know, if we have to go back to the 80s so busy, you could have a Dizzy series, Treasure Island Dizzy, uh, licensed in. What else is there, Simon? Famous British. Rick Steve. Dangerous. Uh, Lemmings. Robocod. I think that's oh, it. Yeah. I think that's everything. Uh, we've got some more news, haven't we, Simon? We do. Tetris, the Grand Master, the expert-focused Tetris series only released in Japan, will be getting a console release next month for the first time. As reported by Famitsu, the port will be released for Switch and PS4 by Hamster Corporation as part of its long-running Arcade Archives series. Tetris, the Grand Master, is notorious for being one of the most difficult Tetris games with up to 999 levels of play. It was the first game in the series to introduce... 20G gravity, which means that when players hit a certain level, their blocks instantly appear at the bottom of the screen and can only be slid for half a second before they lock in place. Oh, man. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what? Sounds fun. <laughs> I really like this Tetris game, but it's just, it's just missing. It's missing something, isn't it? Oh, this is so dumb. Some sort this of is... sadistical nightmare mode. Tetris is Tetris is Tetris, right? Like, you can make it more difficult by speeding up the blocks. That's it. Yeah. And so, if you want a version of Tetris that is really, really fast, like, so fast that it has 20G gravity, unbelievable. <laughs> I can't... I, I mean, I'm no coder, but I imagine that was very difficult to make the blocks appear straight away at the bottom <laughs> uh, and only stay there for how long? Half a second. Half a second. Um then yeah, this is the game for you. But if you're a normal person, there are a billion <laughs> versions of Tetris already, uh, all of which might actually be enjoyable. Or are actually enjoyable. It's the Dark Souls of Tetris. <laughs> it is. I.e. it's not fun and people pretend to like it. Exactly uh, right. <laughs> the end. Um, I, d- I do have a news story as well. Do you want to hear it? It's quite hard for me to do a news story because I have to flick between two windows. Here we go. Oh, that does sound awful. Warzone 2 cheaters can make boats fly. That's according to Vicky Blake uh, from Eurogamer.net. Whilst Warzone 2 isn't without its fair share of irritants, including war hackers and aim botters, even I can't help but laugh at the latest hack currently plaguing Almazra. It's flying boats. That's right, some players have discovered how to make boats fly, elevating them high in the air to avoid the battlefield entirely and, <laughs> here we go, coast to victory. Uh, a video is enclosed. It's also perhaps one good thing I've seen come from proximity chat so far. Rather than eliminate their enemies, the hackers are using the chat feature to invite randoms into their ship where they sail across the sky instead of the clear blue waters. Um, oh, that's lovely. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that the most wholesome thing you've ho- <laughs> heard come out of a Call of Duty game? It makes me want to play the game, genuinely. Yeah, that um, that person never answered that email when I said, that. can we have a copy? Really? Yeah, really. Do you want me to follow up? I do, yeah. Can you step in and sort it out for me? I will. And I will... If they don't reply, I will ask them to remove the remove us from their mailing list. Indeed. Uh, um, which they will soz. then do. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> yeah. No problem. So, uh, have you played the new Call of Duty? I played the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That's great. But now I hear about flying boats. I should play, play the other one, probably. Mm. That sounds fun, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, also, you as a press and, like, you get to... You go into the game and start cheating. Isn't that... Is that legal? Well, if we're not getting sent a copy of the game, or any games, 
then really, what is legality? Or are you going to like hitchhike a boat, wait for somebody to invite you into the boat? Then you're not cheating and you are in a flying boat. It's true. No lawyer in the land could convict us of riding in a <laughs> stolen boat. We were not We were not part of this. You know, it's, it's just... Uh, it just sounds fun, though. I, I don't it does know sound fun. I've, New I've mode. good times in any multiplayer uh, shooty-shooty game. Aside, Simon from the one that I'm going to talk about in the review section today. That's a little foreshadowing, which will work, assuming I don't forget by by the time we get to the review section. Um, Do you have any more news? Uh, I don't, no. Soz, have you got any news you want to to tell us? No, no, just old stuff. Okay, that's all the news. Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, my name is Alice and I'm a game designer. And this is One Life Left. Alice, have you got any new games for us this week? Yes. What's the game called? Three and a half. What do you do in three and a half? We have to find people that are three and a half. Okay, how do you find people who are three and a half? Um, uh, get a net. <laughs> you get a net. So this is reusing the game mechanic from your previous game? Yes. Okay, so you've got the net and you're looking for people who are three and a half. Alice, why are you looking for people who are three and a half? Because we want to take them to their house. Why did they get lost in the first place? Um, a naughty monster put them in the jungle. Okay, what happens if you find the monster? Then we put him in the water. How do you put him in the water? Throw him. With the net? Yes. Okay, so uh, you're in the jungle, you're looking for people who are three and a half, so you can return them home and you've got to avoid the monster. Alice, one question, what happens if you find someone who is four or someone who is three? You're going to be out, and then I'll put my finger up like that if they're out. (laughs) Okay, so it's got a kind of cricket sub-game here. Yeah. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, Alice, how much money will it cost to make this game? One pound. That's quite cheap. Would you describe it as a mega game? Um, yes. Who's your audience for the game? You. I would definitely play it. Thanks, Alice. What would you give it out of ten? Seven out of ten. Thank you, Alice. That was uh, fifth in the series. Got another one in the can, Simon. Yeah. Uh, what are you? Um, what are you recording these on? Uh, recording these just on my Mac, straight into. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah. Why are you thinking about uh, co-opting yeah, your I... daughter into a feature? I don't have a Mac. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay. Guess there's no way of doing it then. Soz! (laughs) I have no children. (laughs) Have you got got a Mac? I have a Mac, though. There you go. I can borrow we should get together. Mind. We should get yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Thank you. Can you t- tell us a little bit about you and the work you do? Oh, yeah. I make bad video games. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Did you set out deliberately to do that? 
Uh, no, kind of just, I don't know how this happened. This just keeps happening to me. <laughs> Does it happen to you, or do you think you play your own part in this? Nobody can tell. Nobody can tell. No lawyer would convince you. <laughs> tell no tell us about your bad video games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so uh, I made a couple games. Uh, I made a game called MacPixel, but that was like 10 years ago. And some time ago, I made a game called Mosh Pit Simulator, and that was pretty terrible. I'm pretty proud of this. And just recently, I released my newest game called MacPixel 3. Uh, it's a sequel to MacPixel 2 and MacPixel. Uh, and I guess MacPixel 2 is the worst game that I ever made, mostly <laughs> because I forgot to make it. Oh, that, that would cause a problem. Tell us about MacPixel, wh- where you started. Like, How did that happen, and what is it? So, MacPixel is a game about uh, this guy who is like a point-and-click, think about a point-and-click adventure, but it's not set in a world that you traverse. It's set in small vignettes, so every level, like, you're on a train, the train is going to go off the cliff, and you have, like, a fish, there's an old man, there's an open window, and there's a lady, and you're in this train carriage, and you have to do something to stop the train. What do you do? What would you do? So there's an old man, a fish, a lady. A fish on the floor, a lady keeping a fish bowl and an open window. What do you do? Uh, I. Um, well. <laughs> Simon, this is what easy. What I would do Think... is, is I would click on every object and then I would click interact <laughs> on it. So, for and example, see, and see what happens. Okay, so for example, you click on, I don't know. You choose the window, and you click on the window, and MacPixel jumps out and runs to the front of the train and tries to stop it like a Superman, but MacPixel is not Superman, so he, like, falls to his death, uh, like, hmm. together with the train. And Did he win? No, we didn't. And then you <laughs> then you move to another level, and you keep looping, like, a group of levels until you win. So you get to the train another time, and, like, you pick up the fish, and you beat the old man with the fish, and that doesn't solve anything, because why would it? And mm. then after five tries... You just pull the emergency brake because that's like the logical solution and the train stops and it's safe. So that's that's what McPixel is. And there's 100 of these levels in the game. Just keep going at them and and just having fun. I assume they're all... They're all it's a game about dying also. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all about dying. Um, so you did McPixel. That did quite well, right? Yeah, yeah. That was 10 years ago. Mm. No. And did you did you expect it to do as well as it did? I did not. Mm. I did not. It kind of blew up, but it wasn't like a... So 10 years ago was a different time in video games. Like, you couldn't just put your games on Steam and places like that. I think, like, the most promotion I got was from actually the Pirate Bay. I think that's defunct now, or, like, mm-hmm. nobody goes there anymore. But they did a promo for me just because I was, like, nice to people who pirate my game. <laughs> uh, and that put it put me up, and that like got me in the eyes of Steam, and there was Steam Greenlight, and I could put my game on Steam, and then I got my game on I think like a humble bundle, and it kind of like it wasn't like an overnight success. It was just people accumulating and playing the game over the course of ten years, and the game is fun. You just like you keep exploring. As I said, it's not a game about mm-hmm. winning; it's a game about losing and dying in different ways, and everything you do has like this funny outcome and something happens. It's not like you just like die and there's a game over screen. Like, you know, in Elder not Elder Scrolls, Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. So then McPixel 2, which you didn't make. Uh, yeah, I kind of forgot. So, hmm. yeah. I, you know, that happens. Okay. Have you never forgot to make a video game? All the time. <laughs> I, yeah. Forgetting every single day of my life. I wish I, wish <laughs> I, I could I, forget I wish harder. Those, exactly. I wish those that had played the three I made, uh, which I'd forgotten <laughs> to make them. <laughs> You guys should put that in your CV. <laughs> and I want to talk a bit about uh, Mosh Pit Simulator as well. But before we do, um, McPixel 3. Yes. Which, that... you, which you worked with Devolver on. Yes, yes. How, I would... how, so how, how did that come about and what was it like? I mean, you know Devolver Digital, they make all kind of like release and publish all kind of crazy pixelary, violent games about dying in gruesome ways. That kind of just, it just fixed the bracket. So <laughs> we teamed up together to, to create this. These guys are great. I, I had so much fun working with them too. And yeah, and they helped me bring this game to life. 
so after yeah, after forgetting to make MacPixel 2, I kind of wanted to make the sequel to MacPixel because MacPixel was a really old game and it was my first game that I ever make. So the kind of production quality is all over the place, saying it lightly. Uh, I wanted to give the game justice and like kind of bring more things into it. So so I did number three. Shallow Knave on the chat says he got his, through, his original copy through Humble Bundle and it made him snort out of his nose many a time, seven out of ten. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wait, did it make you snort seven out of ten times? <laughs> that's a good that's ratio. It's the only ratio <laughs> in many ways. Um, so, uh, so McPixel Three is out now, and yes, people can, you can get, get it. it on Steam, Switch, Xbox, and also Windows ninety five. If you have that still, so. <laughs> Are you, I can't tell. Are you being serious? Yeah, I am. The uh, McPixel Three works on Switch, Xbox Series, Xbox One. Uh, Windows 11, Windows 10, Windows 95, Windows NT 3.51, uh, an operating system called Haiku, uh, a BSD systems, and also you can run it in Linux terminal, and also you can run it on like single board computers, you know, the tiny. <laughs> Will tiny it things. run on Simon's Steam Deck? Yeah, let sure. Me tell you, well, let me tell you what Steam says. It's, Steam says it's playable. <laughs> no, that's MacPixel 1. MacPixel 3 should have that. Like, oh, tick. sorry. No, you're right. Sorry. Okay. You are right. Um, so, uh, yeah, you also you worked on a game, well, you made a game called Mosh Pit Simulator. What did you oh do in Mosh God. Pit Simulator? So, Mosh Pit Simulator was a VR game about absolutely nothing. Uh, I made this kind of weird. I wanted to have like ragdoll physics game because just because messing with that is fun. And I tried to turn this idea, just like, you know, funny ragdoll physics animation into a game, and I couldn't for the longest time. But then I got, like, a VR set, and that was more fun because I get to, like, you know, harass these ragdoll humans in real time in 3D using my real hands, which is <laughs> fun. <laughs> so I turned that into a game. And it was, it's kind of like a, a scrappy uh, game, almost playing off that kind of goat simulator aesthetic, right? Where you can you exist in the space and you can kind of do anything you want, right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. Would you, uh, would you return to VR as a medium to create it? No, I mean, there's not many people having VR, so uh, I'm not a big fan of money, but I got to eat. <laughs> Um, I wanted to I want to talk to you about one other game, uh, which is I think my favorite piece of yours, which was Super Pig X. Oh my god, I'm really proud of this game, but it it really didn't pick up. Not a lot of people playing this game, but I'm kind of proud of it because it's it's like just me, the designer of the game, mm -hmm. being a total a hole to the players. Do you want to explain, uh, explain, uh, Simon, have you played Super Pick X? Are you aware of it? I've not, no. Okay, explain oh, to Simon right. and the listeners how it works. All right. So Super Pig X is a platformer, uh, but you're a pig in this platforming level. It's full of spikes, but, okay, you don't know it really because it's completely pitch black. So you run forward and then you hit spikes and then the pig explodes into blood because there's a lot of blood inside the pig and the blood <laughs> sticks to walls and the spikes and now suddenly you can see a part of the level and you got to beat the level but you only have like five lives so you're going to die but also you don't want to die all the time because you do want to beat it and I will put the spikes exactly where you want to go so you will keep dying. So slowly well, well, you paint the level with your blood and yes. uncover the hazards Ideally, so you've got one life left with which to complete the level, but sometimes you're making your best guess, and often you will find your best guess is exactly where Sauce has put the spikes. <laughs> yes, it's just like I'm, I'm really, I'm really being terrible in this game, just to the player. And I saw people playing, and people just struggled because I put. It's so easy to cheat. Like to not cheat, but kind of like be a terrible level designer where the players cannot see the level, cannot mm -hmm. see where they're going or where they even could go because they are clearly in the wrong place. And it gets exponentially harder as you play to the point that in the final chapter, there are like spikes, they're like kind of glitch spikes. And if you play and touch it, it just closes the game. It, it strikes me as a very streamable game. Um, in the frustrating and yelling at the screen type of way. 
Uh, yeah, but I, people don't stream it because they just can't guess past like first couple levels. I mean, <laughs> you, you want to stream the game if you can beat it, but if you don't, you just you're just stuck. I've seen people playing. So Super Pack X is a sequel to Super Pack that was released on Armor Games as a mm-hmm. flash game in 2012, and I've seen people play this game, and I was worried for my life because they were <laughs> so angry. Okay, well, I was going to say maybe people, uh, you know, uh, maybe some people didn't stream it because they're vegetarians, but of course there is a vegetarian mode in the game, isn't there? Yes, there's a vegan mode, and uh, you're not a pig, you're a falafel, and everything is green. (laughs) It's very thoughtful of you. Um, That's great. Simon, do you have any more questions? No, I'm going to go and check it out. I was just looking at it there. It's in the Steam sale, isn't it? It's a very reasonable uh, price at the moment until Tuesday. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, Sauce, where can people find out more about you and McPixel 3? So if you go to mcpixel3.com, there's like a series of absolutely unrelated infomercial videos about McPixel where I dress as a worm in a a sleeping bag because why not? You're just going to see this. Uh, And Super Pig X, if you just go to Steam and type Sauce Sosofsky, into the search bar, or MacPixel, or SuperPig, or Morphid Simulator. You can find all of them, and as Simon said, they are right now on sale, I think. All right, thank you very much for coming on the show. You'll stick around for the rest of it, and uh, thank you. help us answer the letters. Email, messages, and forward BCC, one life letters. So I wanted to return to the topic we discussed last week where um, the question was about uh, sales and discounting. As we just mentioned, uh, the Steam sale is currently in full swing. It runs until Tuesday. So if you're listening to us on Resonance FM, as you should be, uh, you've still got time to go and snag some bargains. Um, Of which... Uh, so we talked last week about how um, AAA games are very quick to discount. I was astonished Gotham Knights is for a, a game that came out on the 21st of October. Um, is just over a month old. It's 40% off at the moment. Uh, you're going to be pretty grumpy if you bought, picked that up for full price, aren't you? Um, FIFA, uh, which came out... Um, it was a little later this year. Very end of September. Uh, that's also 40% off at the moment. So, yeah, uh, as mentioned, um, AAA games, if you can hang on a few weeks, often worth doing so. Um, so uh, if you have been involved in the Steam sale, or picked up some picked up some games, um, yeah, <laughs> I, hope, uh, I hope none of them were, uh, were games. Oh, sorry, I hope, you, I hope you haven't been put off by uh, some of the games that have been quickly discounted. Um, Chris Conroy writes this week, the team and somewhat more confidently super special guest. As Christmas approaches, I'm already starting to dread the endless loop of account setup and configuration that the new family console will bring. The Switch is bad enough with its random linking of primary accounts to different devices, but even today the PS4 on the PS4, I'm in all kinds of bother with Epic Games accounts and PSN profiles for the family with hours wasted on trying to get the right ones linked to let everyone play Fall Guys and Rocket League. I've genuinely spent more time trying to figure this out than I have playing games, which, as the OLL demographic would attest to, is time no time-strapped parent can easily afford. Has anyone figured out the right way to get Epic playing nicely with PSN across family accounts? When the PS5 gets unboxed on Christmas Day, how do I avoid getting in this state again? Won't somebody think of the children, etc.? Your credentially challenged correspondent, Chris Conroy. Thank you for the mail, Chris. It's an important point, isn't it? Um... Yeah, I so I think on Dexter's, on the Switch he owns, I don't believe that a, a account is linked to any sort of email because I set it up as a child profile uh, because he used to be a child. Um, and I think that if he ever lost his Switch, he would be able to get any of those purchases back. And that's what I remember. Um, definitely now, uh, yeah, just the profile switching that we've had on... Uh, PlayStation and Xbox with the family. You know, everybody should have their own profiles and save games, but crikey, it's a palaver um, when all you just want to do is you have a few minutes here and there to snatch, uh, and um, often it's very difficult to do so. 
uh, the standard advice every year is to set these things up uh, before Christmas, which really does suck the fun out of it. Um, mm. You know, and it means that you're unboxing something that's uh, that the gift recipient isn't. Uh, but it's the the only way to um, avoid that sort of uh, tedium. Plus, a few years ago, didn't somebody somebody hack the servers, and that meant that everybody couldn't set their new consoles up on Christmas yeah. Day? And and you know crikey. that anything that you buy, uh, you know, not anything, but a a majority of AAA games these days, when you buy them, will have a twenty gig patch to download on day one anyway. So. Do you want your Christmas gifts to have to do that? And that's before you get into the stuff that Chris is talking about, about um, forgetting your sign-ins. I know that genuinely that stopped me playing FIFA uh, for a while because as soon as I started, it said, oh, what's your origin account password? And I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Who's um, asking? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, not for much longer, apparently, because I, I think they're moving away from origin, aren't they? Oh, I think they're just re- re- renaming re- it into an re- EA account, which EA also app. I won't remember my password for. And all of this stuff is just a low-level, tiny little stress and a niggle. And like Chris says, it all adds up to just making your experience um, not pleasurable. Which I assume, um, you know, in Pixel Three, there is a very complicated logging in procedure and all kinds of user accounts stored in the back end and cryptocurrencies <laughs> traded and that kind of thing for one it takes 150 megabytes so it downloads <laughs> very quickly also i was thinking like nintendo switch isn't that the console that doesn't force you to do all of these things i know there's like a really nice profile switcher where you choose the profile when launching the game not when booting up the console Yes, it is very friendly in that capacity. I've got lots of friends over that, that pop around my house to 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 browse the e store in cheaper cheaper territories, um, and that and, and that is pretty simple. But yeah, no, there was something to do with Dexter's account because he was under thirteen at the time that meant that it wasn't actually linked to anything. Wouldn't it be linked um, as a child, a uh, sort of figurative child of your account? Yes, uh, but not on the console that he's. Yeah, not on the console he's got. I don't know. I mean, That's... thankfully he now he now plays eighteen rated games on the PC, so um, I'm not <laughs> going to get into goodness. any trouble. Yeah, exactly. All right, I've got a letter here from Weasel Spoon. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. Uh, Eubanks in Woking have started running bi-monthly video game auctions. The big hits of the recent one were a factory-sealed copy of Pokemon Yellow for £1,800 and a factory-sealed Game Boy which went for £3,100. I had my eye on some pre-release review Game Boy cartridges with the chips sticking out of them, but they went for much more than their estimates. What do you have in your attic that might be worth something at auction? Would you part with it if it was? What weird things would you hope to see in a sale? Pip-Pip, Robert. P.S. I was also watching an auction of items from the estate of Paul Daniels and picked up a factory-sealed copy of Paul Daniels' Magic Adventure for the Atari 800 but I suspect very few copies of that actually ever got played. Simon, what secret thing are you hoarding that one day you're going to sell on eBay for a million pounds? Uh, I've got a, um, a pre-release CD of uh, the original Commander Conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, did, I used to have a, 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 a T-shirt uh, signed by the original team, uh, but that got thrown away. Uh, I've got a couple of pre-release uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color cartridges. Um, uh, but I'm not selling those, Steve. Mm. I'm not selling those, no, too, I'm not too. Selling those at, at an auction in Woking. Mean too much to you, don't they? Lovingly yeah, they do. caress they those Neo Pocket Neo Geo Pocket cartridges. What what might mm. have been? Are um, these people? Yeah. Are these people buying these games for like the thrill of unboxing? Like you spent eighteen hundred pounds just to rip the foil <laughs> out of Pokemon yeah. Yellow? Is is that or that, or do they never play it? Because that defeats the purpose. There's like no use for mm. this thing. They never play them. They're they're bought for investments sucks. and display cases. And yeah, I think that <laughs> does. sucks. Do you have anything uh secretly valuable sauce i have things uh really valuable and not be not in secret because i like collecting old consoles but i do mm-hmm. play them i have like a game boy color right here and i play games on it it doesn't sit in a box 
Mm -hmm. I have, I think, like, the most obscure thing that I have is a gizmondo. You know that thing? It's a British <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's yeah. a British thing. I have um, a shoebox full of uh, preview game CDs from the kind of PS2, Xbox era, and some, like you say, some uh, prototype cartridges with chips on it. I think sometimes people buy them for the greater good and buy those things to rip them to uh, the internet for preservation purposes. I've seen some people do things like that. Um, I have promised that shoebox to uh, the um, to Frank Cifaldi in Oakland um, to preserve all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but taking it to San Francisco seems incredibly high risk when every time I go to America, I end up in secondary customs and trying to explain what these weird these weird microchips attached to circuit boards. Like, well, I don't really know. Well, why don't you know? Why are you bringing them? I'm bringing them in to give them to a man who asked for them. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, it is an interesting question, though. Uh, anything else in the mailbag? No? I think that is it, Steve. All right. If you, uh, and by you, I mean anybody listening, even you too, on the show. Want to write to One Life Left? You can do that by emailing team at onelifeleft.com or you can write a letter on our Discord in the mailbag channel. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Been running for 17 years, I think. Something like that, which makes us the longest running show about video games in the world. Uh, you can find out more about One Life Left at www.onelifeleft.com, where you can also download a podcast of the radio show. All of that is handled by our producer and under-caretaker, Phil if you look at the show notes on the site, you'll also find a link to our Discord. And on our Discord, we chat about the show and all kinds of other things as well, don't we, Simon? Indeed you do. <laughs> I, I look in there now and, I, now and again, um, you know, just, just to see that you're all behaving yourself. I thought because of your job, you were wrapping your head around Discord these days. I've got too many Discords. I, I, I've got just too many. Okay. Um, I've got three work ones, and the work ones have got lots of other sub bits on. It's too much for a man like me. It, it really is. <sighs> well, if you want to come and join in Simon's uh, general bewilderment, then please join us on the One Life Left Discord. I think we've got to get on with the reviews, haven't we? Because it is running out of time. Indeed, we do. <laughs> Sorry, Simon. Fired that jingle a little bit quickly. All right, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I have been playing um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Steve. What? I know, I picked it up in the Steam sale. Huh. It's very, very reasonably priced. Um, it's a game I have owned on uh, PlayStation previously, uh, and I bounced off it very, very early on for some reason. Um, it's got quite a violent opening. I remember actually, I remember playing it. De Dexter uh, was around. He's obviously a lot younger then. He didn't have the thirst for it that he does now, like you know, or Usos. Um, and so yeah, didn't really. Uh, you know, despite the fact that I've been told it was much more RPG and RPG -y and more witchery, um, I didn't get on with it. But however, on Steam, on the old Steam Deck, it runs like an absolute dream. Uh, Genuinely, I'm sat there playing it mouth open at how beautiful it is and how smooth it is. More only up to level eight or so. Um, got off first out, out, uh, first island. Uh, been sailing around a bit, uh, upgrading my assassin man, um, and yeah, having having a great old time. It's a beautiful world in which to explore. Haven't come across too much from the old Greek uh, legends yet, but hoping to, to, to come across some of that. Did see a few uh, pirouetting whales as I was setting sail to another island and it was just beautiful. Um, so yeah, it's an Assassin's Creed game, uh, this this time set in ancient Greece, uh, seven out of 10. Fantastic. What about you, Sos? Oh, I've been playing the new Pokemon games. They're really nice. It's like, I feel like they have a lot of advancement. People are saying that they have a lot of glitches and a lot of issues, but I think these are kind of 
overshadowed by how cool the open world is. You can literally go anywhere, anytime of the game by glitching. Mm. I was going to say, you are a big fan of glitches and issues as yes. well. So yes. it feels like maybe this game has been made for you. This is your Pokemon yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the game is cool by itself. And also, I feel the glitches and the stuff that people are complaining about add to it because there's like <laughs> a moral level of kind of exploiting the game, of having it do uh, something else. Like the first Pokemon games, people would spend hours trying to catch Pokemon that don't exist by glitching the game. Uh, mm. And now you just have that on the plate. That's perfect. Seven out of ten. <laughs> um, I have been playing all kinds of games this week. I've been playing. Well, I went back to. I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but um, uh, Alice, who was on the show earlier, she really enjoys playing games with me. And we've been playing a game called A Castle Full of Cats. It's a uh, what do you call these? Hidden object game. It's a picture, and there are hundreds of cats hidden in each picture and you click on them and then they change color um i've seen a lot of these in fact i've talked about one of them on the show before but this is really really charmingly produced there is a narrative sort of built in the game different rooms find all the cats unlock other rooms eventually unlock the boss room where you have to find some cats in a time limit uh we a hundred percented the game found all the cats didn't just complete it found everything found the hidden cats found the hidden kittens for one of the cats found all of the keys everything so it was really really nice briefly played uh atari 50 the uh one that you talked about last week so mm. the uh, collection of all of the old atari games and like we said last week uh, i mean i wasn't surprised at the quality of this it's by digital eclipse uh, frank Sifaldi works there uh, and it's beautiful it's like astonishingly produced um each game faithfully recreated and all of the video documentary stuff is brilliant too and the user interface is just great it just feels like it you know all of those times that um We've had, how long do you reckon, like 30 years of retro collections uh, on various formats. This feels like the first one that's really done properly, mm. uh, done yeah. how you would imagine a museum piece to look. So yeah, it's fantastic. Seven out of ten for that as well. Uh, but the game that I wanted to talk about that I foreshadowed earlier is Rounds. Have you heard of Rounds? Oh, again, I think Dexter has played it, yes. Mm. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me because I think it is one of the games that the kids like these days. Rounds is a mechanic that you will recognise. It is a platformer shooter, single screen, where the objective is using mouse and keyboard or joypad, if you must, to shoot the other people on screen. Um, and that's kind of it. And there's been a billion... I remember playing these on the Amiga when I was a kid. Um, and there's been a billion of these since... The clever, things with, the clever thing with rounds is between each round, um, the players that lose, and I'm playing it with a mod uh, where you can play with as many players as you want. So the players that lose get to pick a card which upgrades your weapon. And by the later rounds in the game, your weapons are ridiculously powerful. So it's got this kind of balancing loop in there built in. Uh, I'm terrible at it but I had a good time because I was playing with friends uh, and that's how most of these games work. What I would say about it is, unlike most of the scrappy things like this that have a good, good idea at the heart, it does feel scrappy. It felt like strangely <laughs> competently made, like really, really smartly made as great idea of impact and juice. And indeed, it surprised me slightly, or well, it didn't once I'd noticed that, uh, that it was made by Landfall. So. Yeah, they are experts at making a game that has a very stupid core conceit and then making it feel brilliant. Uh, and yeah, if you have people to play that game with, I thoroughly recommend it. Seven out of ten. Good stuff. It's the end Thank of the show. It's the end of the show. Thanks for joining us, Soz. Thank you. Uh, remind people where people can find you on the internet. Oh, yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as it still stands, but this show goes live on Monday, so Twitter might not be there anymore. <laughs> I'm Sosowski, S-O-S-Ofsky. Uh, you can find me on SOS.gd. You can find my games on Steam, and MacPixel 3 is out now on Steam, Switch, and Xbox, so check it out because I'm really proud of that one. Thank you so much for coming on the show. 
Um, and yeah, we hope to have you back soon. Um, Simon, thank you for being brilliant as always. Uh, Thanks for having me. We have been One Life Left. This is Resonance 104.4 FM, provably now the greatest radio station in the world. And we will be back next week. But until then, goodbye. <laughs>